0: Um, And they give you more details about the unit, uh, how to get into the unit, directions, the final address, all that stuff. If you've ever booked an Airbnb before, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I get that message and then it occurs to me, I was like, Simone, you didn't even see if this place had any reviews. So I go to see if the listing has any reviews and it doesn't. And that is really the second red flag, but that's the first, first red flag for me. This was the point that I had a feeling in the pit of my stomach that something was wrong. And I ignored it. And I ignored it because I just felt like he has a zero tolerance cancellation policy. And um, I'm not going to be able to get my money back for it. And I can't afford to just cancel it and then book something else. Like that just wasn't something that I could afford. So um, I kept with it and it was concerning to me. And this was when the joke of sex trafficking started to come up. And at the time, it was funny. I would joke and I would say, like, oh, this guy's going to sell me into sex trafficking, right? It was funny at that point. So that was when I was okay with joking about it. Now, another 24 hours passes. I'm due to leave in about... If
1: you had any proof for anything you say about me, you would have posted it. This is the fact. So people disrespect my family, disrespect me, do everything in their power to keep degrading me, demeaning me. And then guess what they do right after? Uh, Polite sent the woman after me and tried to set me up. Yo, I'm like, yo, what is he talking about? And I said to myself, yo, Polite, be for real. You know how the game goes because I believe
2: son is just not just a jealousy, feminine personality. I believe there's more to it. So you you start this trouble, and then immediately after you start this trouble, here we go again.
1: Yo, he just attempted to set me up and he called somebody to do this, that. No, you're, you're attempting to protect yourself because you understand the ramifications of actions like that. And in fact, There's a history of this brother initiating drama with other people and then a day or two later, doing a post to let everyone know that same entity or person or group organization is after them. He does this over and over.
2: Well, you know, in prison, they call it dry snitching. Is this like the same thing, like dry snitching it's to put to, snitching. to put the police on point to say, hey, if anything happened to me, look at the Nation of Islam. Is this like just
1: straight up dry it's snitching? Beyond, it's, it's beyond dry snitching. Oh. It's, it's a setup. It's beyond oh. dry snitching because he ain't snitching on no one because no one ain't did nothing right what he's doing is seeing if he can get someone so riled up and caught up he's-
3: you hear all these stories all the time these horror stories about prison this is not a good situation now upon getting to the prison i did get dressed and i did have to get naked Welcome back to Prison Stories with El Situacion. The title of today's segment is First Day In. And my first day in, I remember my drive in, I said, listen, honey, I want to go live on the way to prison. And she's like, you want to go live on the way to prison? I'm like, I don't think anybody's ever gone live on the way to prison. And technically, I guess I'd be a pioneer in that fact. So. We agreed that we would go uh, live on the way to prison. Um, Me and my wife woke up that morning, and um, you got dressed like any other morning. But my mindset on the way to prison was, wow, I'm really going to prison right now. But I had a sense of security that no matter what was going to be coming my way, that I was going to be able to handle it. It was a three-hour ride.
2: It's still on me. So I had to find out a way to make what I did mistake proof, so to speak. So no, I never dealt with any girls that was that was on drugs, and if they were on drugs, um, it wasn't condoned by me at all. Funny story, I, and I, when I was in Memphis, when I was pimping, I got three. I had three girls, my three main chicks. I, I got and I went and bought three drug tests because I found out that you can get a get the same, you know, test that you get at the probation office at, you know, at Walgreens or whatever. So I go and buy three of them. So now I'm threatening the girls that I'm going to give them drug tests. So these these are the girls that have been with me for a while when I was in Memphis. So my daddy stayed with me at this time. He got out of prison and stayed with me. So um when I got ready to get the girls, I gave one of them a drug test. When I gave her one drug test, I told him no drugs, you know, so when I gave her one drug test, she tested positive for cocaine and pills, some kind of pills, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, so I, had you know, had to deal with that situation and, you know, address that, whatever. But once I did it, you know, I had two more drug tests left. And so my daddy was, my daddy had, was there to see, you know, the whole thing. He kind of her, so he said, he said, go ahead, get another other two the other tests and see what that look like. And guess what I said, I said, forget them drug tests. I ain't think about it. I don't even want to see no more. <laughs> you know, so, but, but no, I always, you know, the whole time, like I said, because of the, the drugs and from Flint and all that, growing up with it in my own house, it was always my thing was to try to get far away from it when I did leave Flint. The best way I can.
4: We're at a time where if we just could all and I, I don't know if it's even possible, like you said, I don't know if it's utopian to think it. But if we could just get all on code, maybe right now where we are, we could just like move forward and, and, and smash. But are we, you know, are we too far gone?
5: Are we too far divided? Is it I don't, I don't impossible think we- to save? Sorry about that, Queen. No, go ahead. I don't don't think we're too far gone, but we gotta understand something. There's a lot of black people whose livelihood is tied up in us remaining disorganized and self-hating. I agree. I mean, look at the reality TV show industry. Look at hip hop. I agree. Gangster rap. Okay? Look, it's big most of black. Community culture today is based on conflict. Gangster rap is totally based on conflict. Reality shows is based on conflict. Social network is based on conflict. Black people don't wake up, a lot of us, looking to find out what's positive going on in the community. We want the drama. Want That's the why it's so easy, as you said, propaganda. That's why it's so easy to spread lies and disinformation about people because we want to hear the negative and we want to believe them.
6: If you have a hundred people in your DM, all of them telling you how beautiful, how attractive you are, send your cash out to every single one of them see what happens. See what happens, really see what happens because it's not begging because they're begging, they're in your DMs begging. They're in your DMs begging. There's mo- there's money out there and there's people that will send you money and I'm and I'm not here to cap y'all. I make nothing off of lying to y'all. I make nothing off of lying to y'all because I want y'all to get money. I want people to come to my Patreon and learn more about the finance game, of course. But if you don't like, if you don't want to pay for my Patreon, you don't want to donate to my Patreon. That's fine. Um, and then Patreon definitely got the exclusive T that I can't put on YouTube because I got some haters. Okay, these videos have built a hate it has built a fan base but also has built up some haters too so it is what it is um oh last but not least i want to just say the cities that you should be putting if you're doing uh the cyber sugar baby thing or whatever and you're changing the city to a different location because you plan on moving there okay we plan on moving there we plan on doing our internship there um houston philly Dallas, Miami. I love New York. I love putting New York, New York City. Um, some people aren't having luck with New York. You can always put La Jolla, that's San Diego. Google these zip codes. Um, Utah, Maine. Like, you guys, there are lonely guys who need companions, and we are here to help them, okay? We are here to help them for a fee, of course, because, you know, mm hmm.
2: Puerto Rico was, but my mother and father never took the time because they were so busy, I found an identity in not the kings, in the history of my being told by a Latin king who learned it that way. Some people joined these groups because they lost and they want to be found. Some joined for protection because they scanned the jail. Some joined whatever. I joined because it was what made me feel right. I read the Bible a hundred times. I was in all, of, I was in, in Teen Challenge, all that shit. None of that touched me. Like that man's gracious love when I was in my lowest point. Right. And he rose through the ranks and became the leader of the New York Latin Kings. And the guy that really passed the baton to him was this guy named King Blood. Uh, are you familiar with the story at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. King Blood, I guess, was ultimately convicted of ordering hits in prison, you know, using letters and so forth, you know, coded language. He was sentenced to 250 years with the first 45 years in solitary confinement where he was only allowed to see immediate family members of which he had none right this was the harshest sentence since world war ii
7: right that's crazy Nice, Vincent. What's her name is? Wanda? Uh, can you get your phone number, Wanda? Yeah, cool. Where uh, yeah, are you putting my phone me. I was watching a hodder, some crab legs, some... Alright, man, yeah, thank you. My. Nice meeting you. My name's Gerald. Yeah, yeah, All right. Damn, excuse me miss, I don't know your name But I seen you from across the room And I got to admit you got my attention Hell oh, Yo, yeah, you got a man
8: It's
7: complicated It's complicated, well shit, you're a lot like my next girlfriend, man yeah? Hey, okay, what's your name? Well, my name's Gerald. What's your name? Nice to meet you, Gerald. What's your, your serious? name? Can I get your phone number? huh Hell oh, yeah, hold up. Lock me. Lock me in right
9: now.
7: Lock me in right now. All right, can I get a hug for you, though? Shit, damn, hold up. Damn, you fine. Excuse me brother, you fine as hell, real, so you got a man, you ain't got no man, I am going to hell with him anyway, real, the seat's a sea shell, and the whip is sea blue, so you should swim through, are you trying to take me to the water, to the water, nah, I ain't telling you no water, I don't do drugs, I don't do drugs,
10: So who we got coming on? I should have went to my. Uh, should have went to my. Um, my little other page and told people I was on. I messed with this little lighting and stuff. When you guys come in, make sure you like trying to mess with this lighting a little bit. Yeah. When you guys come in, make sure you like. What's up with it? Be easy, New York, in the house. P.S. Da Vinci, what's up? Tony Davis, what's up, family? Back with another one. King Smooth. Suave, suave. Hey, what's happening with it? Terrence, what's up, fam? Good to see you back on. Atlanta, what's up with it? B617, blessings for that. The Most High is looking over us, winning stuff around here. When you guys come in, make sure you like at the same time. Come in, you like. Come in, you like.
2: Understand that. Huh? I could call her sister right now and say how you doing to her. You want to see? Let's see. Let's see. Watch. You think I'm playing with you, nigga? <laughs>
5: wait, wait. wait. Hey, Shakira. Yes. How are you, Shakira?
6: I'm fine. How you doing?
2: I'm good, girl. You already know. How's Mama Debbie?
9: She's good. She's good.
2: When the last time you seen your cousin Cynthia, my wife?
11: On her birthday. Oh, that's good.
2: Um, When the last time you seen your sister?
5: Man, B. So I never underestimate my opponent at any time, and I always respect myself. And I really am a gentleman. It only get gangster if necessary. Oftentimes, people come up
12: and say, hey Bruce, are you really that good? I said, well, if I tell you I'm good, probably you will say I'm both." But if I tell you I'm no good, you know one line. Are I going back to be truthful with you? Let's just put it this way. I have no fear of opponent in front of me. That I am very self-sufficient. That they do not bother me. And that should I fight? Should I do anything? I have made up my mind and that's it, baby. You better kill me before Martial art has a very, very deep meaning as far as my life is concerned because uh, as an actor, as a martial artist, as a human being, all these I have learned from martial art. Martial art includes all the combative arts like karate, aikido, judo.
2: Excuse me. He is wrong right now. He's been wrong. So you start just saying shit irrationally. Fuck you squares. Come on, man. I tell you about squares, right? And I think I told this story before. But this why it pays... To just be good to people. Just because a motherfucker is outside pimping and hoeing. Don't mean you got to be disrespectful to them. Because it might be that square. Just in a higher place than they are right now. While you disrespecting them. One day. And they going to remember how you treated them. Be it good or bad. But sinful Right. Sinful, fresh out of the penitentiary. Sinful, walking on the strip. You know what I mean? He fresh out. He fresh out. So, you know, he ain't he he ain't on his feet right now. You know what I mean? I'm talking about fresh out the pen. He walking on the strip, and this square who sees Sinful on the strip. He sees sinful is not his normal self. He not the normal sinful that he see all the time, because the normal sinful that he see all the time suited and booted. You know what I mean? Look like God just took him from heaven and just.
9: Man, I, I I pretty much have it to so all situational, kind of like in my arsenal, but like you know, <laughs> I mean, a little bit it simple like. Um, I want yeah, to Prepared like a motherfucker, man. <laughs> you, your ass is prepared, man. You you got you got what you're to use. You got an alternate. You know, you ready, man? Your ass. You gonna you gonna be just on the monster when you start really coming up like you're trying to do. Yeah, man. I got a. What is this here? Like, you tell me, it's just something so simple. Like, you you seem like you're really smart. And then, you know, not right away, but in the first minute, she's going to try to prove herself. She's not going to, or she's going to at least be thinking, I don't want to say anything dumb. And, I mean, that's happened before. And it kind of, you can see the different look in the female's eye when you do these things. Like, I mean, shoot. Hey, hey, but let me tell you, let me tell you what you do after that let me tell you what you do after that. You you say, you look like you're pretty smart, you know, and, and you know that this girl is starting to think about, oh, man, I hope I don't see that dumb shit. You wait about two or three minutes, and then you say, but you know what, baby, I hope you're going to start tripping it all and start thinking that I think you have to be smart and blah. See, otherwise you're reading her mind then, see, and that's really he's going to catch because –
13: you know, I stay abreast of the news, so you know that's why you see me out here with my mask on, as you can see. Look, my mask on. got my gloves, I just don't got them on now because you know when I talk, I like to articulate myself moving my hands and stuff. So, anyway, on this, so this yeah,
5: thing. so let's get back into when you came home, all right, when and the things that you're doing now, all right, like I said, when I
13: came home. You know, I ain't have no employment, no jobs waiting for me. I had no skills, you know. So what I did, my PO recommended me going to Ferrari. And the government paid for that, for me to go to Ferrari, truck driving school, so I could get a skill, you know. It wasn't easy. Let that plane go by.
5: Yeah, so you got your CDL. Yeah, You said uh, a little earlier that you were driving for Brooklyn Transportation. So you working right now?
13: Um, Right now I'm laid off due to the pandemic because I work with people that got disabilities. I take them from their houses or some of them live in residency, and I take them to a program. And the program that I take them to is geared towards, you know, making them feel like, you know, that they somebody as opposed to, Looking at them because they have a disability. Sure. And I feel, let me say one thing, and I feel rewarded by having a job like that.
14: Able to, you know, for most of my life, you know what I mean? Just traveling, you know, just picking up and going to somewhere and just trying to food and just doing different things. So I'm definitely about to start doing that on my channel and um, pull up to China Mac TV and, you know, see a success story, man, a real success story, you know what I'm
7: saying? That's what it is, man. That's what it is. Well, congrats on everything you're doing. Uh, every time I see you, you you're doing well. Uh, it seems like you've, you know, gradually improved your whole situation since we originally met, which is right when you first got out of prison. Right. And uh, man, I, I love to see that. I absolutely love it, man. So.
14: Yo, all thank the best you, bro. You. And uh, again, man, thank you for for the opportunities, man. I appreciate you, brother. Of course, man. My pleasure. Until next time. All right.
15: Peace. I wanted to know who this guy was. That night. I attempted to trace his computer, as I still knew where the botnet site was. After some digging, I was able to pull his IP from a message he had posted to the chat feed on the site. After some more work, I traced him back to an address I won't disclose, but I'll say it was in Northern Canada. After finding this and looking into who the owner could be online for about an hour, I came up empty handed. I wrote down the address and I closed my laptop deciding to figure it out later. Two days went by with no further progress into who the person could be. It was Friday afternoon and the final bell had just rung to let school out. I was walking down the hall talking to my best friend when my phone lit up. It was a call from a hidden number. Instantly I must have looked shocked because she asked if I was okay. I said yeah and that I had to take this. I answered and said hello. For a second, there was no reply. Then all of a sudden, I heard a voice say, Tracking me, huh? That might not be too good for your health. Then he started to read off what at first seemed like random letters and numbers, until it hit me. He was reading my license plate number
2: where the money is coming from the state and it took them almost a decade to get open. Brother, you don't open up a school in a year or two. I don't know your brother's story and I don't care to know it. I don't care to know it. Why not though, if it could be helpful to you, why why wouldn't you care to know it if it could be helpful to you? Brother, I have friends who own schools. Do you understand that? I have friends who own schools. So if I need to talk to someone who owns a school, I already got that. I got what I need. The only thing missing from from my equation is enough funds to complete the task. That's it. That's it. The school is not open yet because I don't have enough funds to do it that way. I'm not going to no bank maybe we will maybe we need fundraising um different fundraising methods maybe the people that we we go to have that in place but what i want you to understand it takes time to build institutions i ain't got no problem with where we are i'm loving where we at we got our plans done by the engineer we got our electrician chosen. I'm meeting with my HVAC this weekend. I got my plumber on standby. Roofer did his job, carpenter lined up. We doing what we need to do on the time frame we doing it in. I don't need no help outside of the team I got, which is filled with experts from the East Coast to the West Coast, brother. Mm. Okay. And didn't and didn't discipline him. Hmm? Didn't go at him like how a stranger went at him. This to show you this is the grooming process. This is what they do. So when you hear these stories about these Caucasian little boys and girls of their parents giving them up to these secret societies and these things, and their parents also in
7: on it.
16: First of all. The nigga polite. This is the second time he clout chasing the death around somebody about Doctor Sabie. Doctor Sabe didn't know this nigga. This nigga keeps saying Doctor Sabe cured him of diabetes. The nigga never had diabetes. Okay, the nigga never had diabetes, bruh. Stop saying that. You never had diabetes. I already exposed your whole life story. You're a liar. He ne- he didn't know you. How did he cure you of diabetes? But let me show you. Let me let me give you the storyline of how we caught Jason before we get here. Listen, did, when Doctor Savvy first died, this nigga polite did a whole lecture. Okay, made all that bread off Doctor Savvy' death. Didn't give one dollar to the nigga family. Okay, let's let's be real about that. Okay, so if you really gave a fuck about Doctor Savvy, you wouldn't have did a lecture made a profit off that man death and then didn't even make sure his family was good you only profiting off of our people's demise now let's now let's update okay now the nigga polite right listen he posted this video okay let me see this let me this video was posted yesterday right he
17: shot this video yesterday now peep gang Some of you have game that's life-changing. You gotta be mindful, you know what I mean, that every individual is not worthy of that game. You would give a bitch some game, and months later, she ain't even with you no more. Now she with a sucker. And she's giving that game that that you gave her now to a sucker. She's empowering a sucker with the game that you gave her. And that could have been prevented If you would have been more careful and protective and serious about your game. We got to be protectors, watchers and serious about this game. Eternity ain't even long enough of a time for me to sit up there and preach and teach about this game. We got to sit up there and be more protective of this game because that's how more suckers get in the game. That's how a lot of simps. It's ending up with money, ending up with a pimp's reward. Damn, man, how that nigga get that car? Damn, man, how that nigga get that house? Damn, man, how'd that sucker-ass nigga get that damn watch? Damn, why that bitch give it to him? Number one, you understand me? Pimps, a lot of pimps just love to be worshipped. So because pimps love to be glorified, And they get gratification out of being worshipped. Aides making fun of pimps. Renegades making jokes about pimps. And instead of you sitting over there rebuking this faggot ass bitch. You sitting over there laughing with the renegade. And you really expect for these renegade bitches to choose you. To respect you. To see you as a serious participant of the game. When you sitting over here laughing with the bitch like a bitch. You know what I mean? Uh, against this man, against this pimping, We don't do that. Those who are lovers of the game, lovers of manhood, lovers of principle, lovers of standards of the game, we do not sit up there and make fun of men and talk about men, roast men, roast pimping with a bitch. We don't do that. The bitch will never take you serious in some serious pimping. And you sitting over there a girlfriend of the bitch. Some of y'all are really the girlfriend of the bitch, man. I just gotta keep it real. You know what I mean? The reason why some of y'all, you know what I mean, uh, you know, will never be taken serious, because you got that girlfriend feminine spirit with you. You laughing with her. She can talk to you about other pimps. She can, she can roast other pimps with you. You know what I mean? That sister girl spirit. You can't be a pimp and be a virtuous one.
4: With the, with the when I first signed with uh, Tough Guy, me and Doe became like best friends, right? And our projects, it wasn't super ad-on, but it was always some kind of friction. But like the first day, one time me and Doe was riding down Washington Avenue, and we just Do saw Stone outside, and we riding down. We in the road was we following each other going out. Washington. Don't turn around like, going turn around he parked on Washington. I'm like, Phew. but this was my first time seeing that seeing them actually and the act with doing stone was real tight man. Mm. Super tight. But our plan to shoot this video was we was supposed to shoot in the morning in the Magnolia. And we were gonna shoot at night in the Cali. Really, what we was trying to do was we knew every we shot in the morning in the Magnolia. A lot of people out the Cali wasn't gonna be woke to come over there to do the video. So we was really trying to keep some friction, but we wanted—I mean—stop some anything from happening. But we wanted that video to happen in both projects. The fucking cameraman got it wrong. We woke up. The cameraman was setting up. At somebody called one of us and said the cameraman setting up. He was like, all right, but they were setting up in the Cali. So that's why I like the beginning of it, like we was in the Cali, and then by the time we shot so long. You know
18: they don't get that no more. They got a healthy diet, no more fried food, no more French fries, no more fried chicken. <laughs> Things changed this <it>, year.
19: <laughs> but wait, but wait, but wait. How can you say that? Lord, I- say it. How can you say that you ran the phones when a lot of people were going through issues with the phones?
18: You better ask them in my house. Wait, ask them that had issues in Bailey house. And any house I want to. Ask any house I want. I went to one house, the image was barking on me. Yo, what's wrong with you? Leave these gates open. We get to cross over all night. I said, what? I said, no, you can't cross over. That's not rules and rights. Yo, wait till the captain get here. I said, wait till the captain get here. And the captain got here and told me. He said, yo, leave leave the gates open. I said, leave the gates open. I said, I got no problem with that, Cap. Can you put that in my logbook?
6: Hmm.
18: You think he put it in my logbook?
6: <laughs> he ain't no
18: fool. He whispered to the inmates, don't worry, he'll never work here again. And when he left, I told the inmates, see, the gates are not open. <laughs> I read, They didn't want to see me at their house because I read that. I ran the phone.
19: Well, explain what does the gates, leave the gates Oh, the, the gates,
18: gates mean this. You had the A side and B side. There might be different classifications. Mm-hmm. The A side might be a high side and the B side might be a medium side. You can't explain to the warden or anybody how somebody from the B side got to the A side and stabbed this guy up and made it back to his side. Because we had the C gates, we call. When you open this gate and you open that gate and it was free movement. But you only open one gate at a time in real life for them to go in there and wash their stuff, get some hot water.
20: Growing up, I had dreams and aspirations, but always felt like the kid that
2: didn't fit in. For the most part, I wasn't a bad kid. But when I made the transition into adulthood, I turned to the streets for guidance. This led to getting locked up in Juvenile Hall, doing time in CYA, and eventually a 120-month sentence in federal prison. I had a lot of time to think and reflect during my federal sentence. So I share with you what I learned, hoping I can positively influence someone else's life with Prison Talk. what's up everybody big hurt fresh out you tuned into another episode of prison talk and we got a special guest with us today suave triple x what's up we got him uh getting down with us answering some questions because a lot of times i can't answer the questions because i don't have a first-hand knowledge so i figure i bring him on and, and get some um Get some new facts for you guys, or information otherwise. So, Suave, man, I had a question for you, man. What's up? Having done time on both the East Coast and West Coast, how does race relation to prison differentiate in the East and West? And what do you think is the main cause of hatred and conflict among the races in California state prisons? Oh. The difference between uh, East and West Coast prisons is
20: that on the, on the East Coast, there's no politics. Mm. So, I mean, I, it was kind of surprising. That was the last place I went to. And then, and I went to the state of Virginia where it was like the last state. The fleece.
2: Links, text my cell number, please. 215-989-9858. 215 989 They will also be put in a WhatsApp group Where they will get all the updates that they want for those who can't afford to make a consistent donation they can go to the cash app dollar fdmg school or the paypal fdmg academy or mail in the check or money order they can text me for the addresses also on the website here's what i will say to that sister ron they do reach out to me and they Mm -hmm. do ask me questions and i answer the questions Here's what I'm saying. A lot of the questions that are being posed, right? And I understand where brother Jamar coming from because he's just being the vessel to bring it to me. I get it. Okay, I understand that. So we on the square together. But those are coming from haters. You got to understand something. I'm probably the most influential an accomplished black school psychologist in American history, not probably, I am, I am. If you've got a child in special ed, they've been ADHD, conduct disorder, I'm the person you came to. I've been doing this work for over 20 years. My name is etched in Stone. There is no such thing as I just woke up and heard about you. You're going to get some people like that, but most of our people know who I am because I help them save their kids or their children went to my school. I didn't just wake up yesterday. People know who I am. I got the books. I got the articles. I got the resume for
1: it. Absolutely.
2: You understand? Uh, so, some people
1: just woke up, though. Everybody already dealing with me and already. So number, um, number seven, all women have freaking them. But not all women freak everybody. So if a woman is in your presence, if you are dealing with a woman and she is acting as if she doesn't have that freaky side, it's because you cannot bring it out. It's because it is not for you. It's because you can't tap that side of her. And if you could tap that side of her, it would be out. It's, It's a waste of time. That's why you can't be out here trying to get serious with women because you don't even know if you're gonna be tapping to a freaky side. Now this happens pretty early. But how much are you willing to invest in a woman on dates and going out and all that? That's why if you're gonna date women, you gotta have a cap on. AMS says this all the time: you gotta cap the dates. You can't be out here dating a woman for six months. How you gonna date a woman for six months, man? It don't even make sense. You know, hell, I don't you know, I ain't, I ain't I can't think of nothing. I wanna do with a woman for six months. So these are the things you have to understand, man. You have to keep in mind that. Just because freakers are coming out for you doesn't mean it's there. It's there. But what, what it does mean is if it's not coming out for you, then that woman isn't meant for you. It's not going to happen. It's not meant for you. Man, I, yeah, that's real talk, Johnny K. would break their neck looking at me, man, when they with their man. I'm talking about break their necks. Alright, number eight. This your piggybacks off number, six, off number seven. Women love sex as much as men do. So if a woman is with you and she's acting as if she doesn't want sex all the time, it's because you don't turn. her
21: world, there's, there's certain values put on certain things that I really didn't have that, that, that certain value. So like sex, there's a certain value in the natural world that the average couple, man, places on sex. And because I come from the game, I didn't value that the same. Right. So that was something that had to be developed. I mean, it would never be the same to me, actually. But I understand why it's important in a relationship to have a certain expectation of what love is in the relationship and everything like that. You know what I'm saying? Because I came from the game. It was something that I didn't care about. You know what I'm saying? The average man, he cared about all kind of things that was, you know, that was child's play to me. So I'm saying if you got a person that have never grew up and all he was around was gang members and that was his family, and you're asking him to be what you want to consider to be a father according to the culture that we're in right now, then he's probably going to fail that. And then so everybody look at him and say he's a bad father without realizing he never had a point of reference of what that looks like or why that should be important. Just like it wasn't important for me to think about why this sex stuff in a relationship was so important. So, so I hope
19: that answers your question. Yeah. Guess today, Ronald Proudford and Bailey. Everybody heard a lot about him. You Heard about him in these interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, he told me, man. He said, "Do your research." <laughs> I got nothing to hide. Run me a Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> well, something wrong. Smooth. Smooth. How you doing, man? What's going great. on? I'm
18: doing great.
19: How you feeling today?
18: Fantastic.
19: We've been hearing a lot about you, man. And I've been listening. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. He's slick. He's ready. He's ready. <laughs> he's ready. Yeah. Is, is that like a... People, older people, they have a lot of slick terminology. Where do you guys get that from? You look young. You don't look older. So you look young. You look younger than
18: me. Oh, wow. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> but you, yeah. But but, but,
19: yeah. But you guys got a lot of slick terminologies. A lot of like... You know, I cut you everywhere but loose stuff like that. These type of words. What do you think you get it from, <laughs> man? Mm,
18: I have to say, from uh, the environment we, we grew up at, mm. Brooklyn.
19: Mm, okay. Yeah, Brooklyn. Okay, Brooklyn. What, what part of Brooklyn? Part you of Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh
18: my God! Farragon One Ninety One, uh, Marion Street Four Eighteen, uh, Rutland Plaza. My mom was like a gypsy. We moved a lot. Mm-hmm. We moved a lot, all over Brooklyn. I I went from Park Slope all the way over there to uh, the Left Rack on Ninety Second Street. Wow! So I, I was. Uh,
2: needless to say, me and him we uh, didn't really speak after that. But I did meet a whole bunch of interesting people in that pod. Like this one guy named Bobby, and uh, Bobby he just so happened to be. One of those inmates that was in a holding cell with me. So I've been in this pod for about three weeks now. And uh, I've learned the ins and outs. And everybody calls me Daquan. So then we get this new guy that comes in, Bobby. And Bobby recognized me immediately. Now when we were in a holding cell, this nigga just quietly waited in line to fight me. And then, you know, kind of backed down when he saw me beat up those three people. And y'all already... Clearly, see how I beat them up. This nigga comes in our pod and just wants to tell everybody what happened. His first day in our pod, and this nigga has already told four other inmates this incident that happened in the holding cells. Now, at this point, the other inmates in the pod, they've already gotten a chance to know me, so most of them know that I'm a solid dude, but they just didn't know how to fight. And of course, after this nigga tells them that... That's when they finally want to give me a fucking nickname. And I know a lot of y'all thought it was the Nutcracker. They called me Secret Squirrel. Random, yes I know, but that was the name that they thought would fit me. So of course, after these people giving me that nickname, I told this nigga Bobby meet me over there in the showers, bro. You ain't gonna have me being called Secret Squirrel and not have to see me. Bobby had a big ass mouth because... He's never been to jail just like me, so he doesn't really know how everything works. This nigga is asking everybody about their case. My nigga, you want a PC pod that houses snitches?
4: From the Republican right and the NRA, and they've always said that if someone comes in to cause harm, you have a right to defend yourself. You have a right to use a gun to defend yourself. And when that happens, you prevent more people from dying. This could have been another mass killing. I'm wondering, where's the NRA now? Why are they not speaking up in defense of this man? And I have to sadly think it's only because uh, he's a rapper, a black rapper at that. Why are they not standing behind Troy? You have to ask that.
13: They arrested Troy, uh, alleging that, was saying that he was the one that, you know, shot my son, but then later on said said that he was not the one that shot my son, and that there was another gunman, there were never a follow-up on the story and my son's killer. Been so many interviews about Troy Ab, but they have nothing, the public have not been told or have been given any story on the follow-up of my son's killer.
22: One person was killed last night during a concert for rapper T.I. Three others were injured. I think I had a party for probably like... Starting a Fresh Out series, we've been getting tons of emails about prison life. So we decided to start this series to answer all those questions you have. Prison life can be a scary thing if you know what you're walking into. You can end up in a deadly situation or get fucked up. I'm Big Herc and i served nearly a decade in federal prison. And I've seen and lived through some shitty times. And this is Prison Talk. Um, What kind of life would someone have who was a police officer or in, in corrections and in, expect in prison considering that they were a good person and not some asshole well most police officers um when they go to prison they go to a camp so they're not really dealing with lifers or people doing you know a lot of time um if you have uh you know in certain situations you might have a uh officer who you know somebody with a police officer on the street go to a mainline prison if you know maybe he didn't cooperate with the other officers or maybe he you know took a you know he took a certain stand um then yeah you know as punishment the judge might send him to a uh you know a certain prison where he might be subject to maybe more um physical confrontation but um a lot of times you know you got people in there who um you know pretty much mind their business and like i said um if you're at a camp which you know a federal camp which a lot of officers if they do get in trouble they're going to the feds they're going to go to a camp and at the camp ain't nobody trying to fuck up because of the the level of freedom you have at a camp but um yeah going to a a, a level five or a max maximum prison you know you're not going to see um to me correctional officer or i mean not correction but police officers who got convicted doing time in places like that it's just not um you know guys doing life don't give a fuck and, most likely, they're going to try to um, have some type of uh, issue with somebody like that. So yeah, they, they don't um, they don't send a lot of those guys to high-powered prisons, and you know, most of them, if they go to camps, they're not going to have no problems. And you know, guys like that, you really, you know, they kind of just mind their own business once they get into to a situation like that. So, I hope that answers your question.
11: A trust fund for me? If you don't even have my full name, that makes no sense. I'm just like, I appreciate you working with me. I have not been contacted by anyone on your end via email or phone. He responds, it costs me to work for you cheaper. Hearing out your black and need help situation. Money will be sent back to you tomorrow. So I'm like, this dude is really trying to like make me feel like I did something so I said, we've all been in a situation where we've looked towards others to guide with knowledge we are just now coming into. I appreciate you, but please don't group me with others. What would you expect when a thing after communication is absent or lacking under these circumstances? And then I said, thank you. He said, you are in the group. It's alright, nothing new. You ask that I help and start work for way less. I start the work. It costs me more than we get paid. You back out inside 48 hours. It's all love. You will get your money back. I wish you the best. I'm like, thank you, all love. You know, still trying to end things on a positive note. I don't want no animosity. You know, you trying to make me feel like I did something, even though I know I didn't do nothing. Still, the psychological (laughs) uh, manipulation is there. The next night, you know, all that day, I'm, like, being patient. I'm at work, you know, I'm, like, okay, I'm going to get home and check the cash out because I can't access it on my phone. It's only on my iPad, which is at home, which stays home. So I get home, nothing
23: she will leave you alone. If you're alpha and you attempt to be more sensitive and understand, she will leave you alone because you have changed the feeling that she's fallen in love with. Number three, there's only two types of men, pimps and simps. Every single thing that we think about in this world, every single type of man, red pill, blue pill, uh, alpha, beta, masculine, feminine, all of those things are based on the old definitions of men, pimps and simps. You are either one or the other. There is no other way around that. You can't be both, and there is no middle ground. You are either one or the other. None of us is in the middle. None of us is part pimp, part simp. There is no such thing. That's like saying that you are part tall, part short. If your ass is 5'9", you short. If your ass is 6'5", you tall. You ain't kind of short. Nobody's going to call a 6'5 man short. Nobody's going to call a 5'9 man tall. If you taller than somebody you 5'9", they ain't going to call you tall. They're going to call you short still. Because they've been around tall people. Number four, a woman will lie to you whenever it benefits her. A woman will tell you a lie when it benefits her. If a if a lie doesn't benefit a woman, she won't tell it. I will give women that. They do not waste lies. Men waste lies sometimes. Women don't waste lies. Women wait and they say And they wait until a lie benefits them and then they will tell that lie. And they don't have to cover their lives with more lies
24: like men do. They cover their lies with emotion. The Hayes State Prison. We were battling back and forth. And shit, yeah, Kibo. We battled. Who won? I smashed that nigga. They won over Paris. Craziest shit you seen in prison. Um, this little skinny ass dude. He looked like Prince. Um. This fat motherfucker fucking with him, right? So, when the guy had went to sleep, the little skinny dude, he had put two locks in the sock. He just smashed him with that shit. Bite. And um, I was in open dorm at this time. I was down there about to go home. I was in the annex. So, I can see from my bed, I can see the blood jumping out of his head while he hit him with the lock. That was the crazy shit I had seen, though, for real. Yeah. And hear niggas talk wild ass shit like wild ass gay stories cause I ain't into it.
7: Do's and don'ts
25: inside prison.
24: Um Read books, stay motivated, um Keep your faith in God and don't give up hope. And don't think that, all oh, what you're going to do in prison, don't, it's not.
21: So what he might have thought was so powerful after I finished with him, unaffected by that little stuff that kids do. That's how I looked at it. You little kids, I'm a giant around here. You little kids, unaffected by what them little kids do. You mischievous little kids. And I had my, my opportunity to give, some, give them a spanking. Everybody in the house. You know what I'm saying? With the bigness. So when I implore you guys out there about them petty, small things that you be doing, you'll never have your opportunity to be great. Because every time an opportunity comes, you lose because you go into reaction mode instead of game mode, instead of response mode. You ain't waiting for your opportunity. You losing them every single time because you and your feelings like the average man has to be because it is unnatural for a person not to be moved. It takes giants not to be moved. Do you understand what I'm saying? So once you go through those things and you are developed, whatever else you do in life is small to you. When I'm dealing with police officers and the system and whatever uh, whatever insult they try to throw at me, it's so small to me because I've already been tested, Man and I'm looking at them like
1: a bunch of little kids. Gotta do this online, but I don't go online and say this
2: crap. At least tell me you disagree before you tell everybody else and at least ask me about my views before you tell other people my views. Oh, I, I decided I couldn't do it. You talking like you talk to me about my views. Anything I talk to you about, you agree with. These niggas full of shit. Yeah, you know, they just focus on other people's money. Everything that I was saying, you was agreeing with. You ain't tell me no shit. Like nothing you doing here. You made it you made me feel like, okay, okay, he rocking with me. And then you don't have to agree with everything I I agree to, sir. And I can respect if if it's too sensitive a subject matter for you don't want to feel like you putting me on a hot seat for my views. I can respect that. I can respect if you say, yo, I want to put you in a high seat and I want to talk to you about it. I can respect that too. But what I don't respect is you talking as though you had a conversation with me about my convictions and then you disseminate or dispel these so-called views that are mine to the rest of the people. You know damn well you had no such conversation. So you don't have the right to represent my views. You get, you, you answer your phone, not you did not respond to no more texts. You you didn't even tell me you was canceling. And the next time I heard anything from you,
1: it's on YouTube. And I got to find out. Well, I got to I gotta play this after it's been already. I got to play it and see how you actually feeling. I got to look at the views and play
2: it back. Once you had 3,000 views, I got to see this is what was going on.
1: My man couldn't tell me this directly.
26: See, just all the time now um so I said I'm off at six I'll be home around I mean I'm off at five I'll be home around six I go to the bank and as I'm at the ATM like I'm just asking myself are you about to do this like are you sure about this (laughs) that's my intuition speaking and I'm like telling myself it's good like everything's okay this is okay I'm like really running on adrenaline because I'm just hyped up that I'm about to get started, but also I'm unsure. So I'm just trying to go with, it's going to be okay. And I'm trying to tell myself that. So I'm just going ahead and transfer the money to my checkings so that I can send it through the cash app. So I do that, I just hurry and do it and quiet that, that voice <laughs> in the back of my head. Um, I get home, I get to the cash app as I'm like typing in the stuff and I'm about to press send another voice. Like, are you sure you don't want to think about this a little bit? and i'm just like you know it's gonna be okay like he wouldn't he got too much to lose he wouldn't do that <laughs> you know <laughs> you know he wouldn't do that right so um i press it. i do it i send the money I send the 500 and i send him the screenshot of the 500 which i'm gonna show on the screen send it to the the, the name he gave me and that was whether
2: she's thick as hell, whatever her shape may be, you know what I mean, and you deny her when every damn seemed like every other man is saying yes, and you made her wait, hey man, I'm going to tell you this, man, your dick can be the size, you know what I mean, of the world. You can have a Stanley Cup dick. You can have a Super Bowl-sized dick. Or you might have five inches or six inches or four and a half. By the grace of God, you striving to be five. I don't know what you got, and I don't want to know what you got. But one thing I know, that if you reside and abide in the mind of that particular woman, and you make her wait instead of her make you wait, And she's anticipating, you're going to have her so wet and damn near ready to sit up there and come before you even take your dick out and put it in. Before you even go in there, you already in here. And by you giving her the best mental fuckings that she's ever experienced within her existence, she's been waiting on you. To finally bless her. And the time has come. You know what I'm saying? And she just so wet. You know what I mean? She just so wet. Just You know what I mean? Damn girl. You know what I mean? You, done, oh my, uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's just so beautiful. You know what I mean? And it just feels so better. When you make them wait. Instead of her. make Making you wait because as a man you know what I mean you should be in position to I
14: think I executed on the, on the concert yeah you know what I mean
18: and you always said that part of what makes it good is the, the stories and that they're basically rooted in truth right you know you anyone on your you say no exaggeration for the content of my songs yeah like and I think that you always say that one thing that resonates with classic material whether it's from like Adele or Lauren Hill or whoever is is the honesty in the music right. How did, you, how did you continue to push yourself to, to execute it that way or give that level of, like, honesty and sincerity?
14: Um, I really went back and listened to my mixtape catalog. Mm. And I was just like, what did I do over the course of these 10 projects that got people into this, this music I'm making?
19: The movement. Yeah. Where,
14: what, what, what happened? What did I do? And I just listened. And I'm like, what songs can I still listen to mm. from 08, from 09, 010? Yeah. And I could still listen to a few. Not all of them. Mm. but i, I remember I, it kind of gave me some insight on you know what I mean yeah. what I did right and um i just when I went into this project, I just was like i want every line to be something that you know if we cut the music off
10: mm.
14: you know it stand it's 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 solid mm. you know what i mean it's not on i don't want i want every song every hook every verse every line I just wanted to be pure and just on the on the bullseye and we had to do a lot of songs and take a lot of time but Mm. what I thought was like damn if I took three off of this mixtape excuse me two Mm -hmm. off of this mixtape one off of this one four off of this
10: right so you just can't say when you're in a space you know where you about to die what you won't will do so I hope that that kind of gives you a little aspect of how I think about things Yeah. Where sin abounds much, grace much more abounds. You're right, Wesley. What should us men, Pita, let me see what it said. What should us men aim to do first? Understand the mind of a woman or the heart? You must understand your mind and your heart. You must get yourself together. You must be operating in your dominion. You must be living a life of integrity first before you can start working on her. A lot of men want to work on a woman first, but they don't want to work on themselves. You got to get the work on you, bro. That's what you should be doing. Nathaniel Lewis said, what is the mental energy you carry to have white people respect you? Do you believe you are responsible for, I'm, I'm responsible for all people? And this is one of the things that I don't agree with when conscious brothers talk about, they only worried about they people. What well, white folks don't do? Hey, for
2: real man, like I say all the time, just like with your body, if if you neglect to exercise your body physically, your body can be weak and vulnerable. It's the same thing with your mind. If you don't exercise your mind, your mind can be weak and vulnerable. And down to the shit that you feed your mind just like the shit that you feed your body you know if you feed your body a bunch of junk food and you don't exercise it you're gonna be weak and vulnerable you know 9 times out like of 10 motherfuckers that's in shape they're strong and feed theyself a bunch of good shit in their body if you have an altercation with them they gonna fuck around and whoop your ass <laughs> you know but uh uh, not just that, not even be beyond just, uh, being able to defend yourself, man. It's just, it's just a great feeling to be strong and be in shape, you know, it's just a good ass feeling, uh, to know that, like, whatever regular ass physical task you can handle that shit. To, to have that feeling, you know, and it does a lot for your confidence as well. But just the same, you know, the same thing goes mentally, you know, if you feed your mind a bunch of bullshit,
19: like I said, all these str- so destroyers.
2: That they wig split. So tattoos are very symbolic in prison. Um you don't run a wanna run around with you know tattoos thinking that oh man, you know, I'm this hardcore dude. Because uh if you're hardcore a tattoo has it, it doesn't need it doesn't even it doesn't even need to be uh it doesn't need to be there in order to justify your hardcore. And if you're hardcore, you're not going to go tell nobody you're hardcore. It's just people will know by the way you carry yourself. Your actions will speak, you know. So, I, like I said, I could tell a guy who's been to the pen by his ink. I could tell the way he walks. I can just see his demeanor and know that this guy is a real, you know, he's a real G. But then you got a lot of guys who have taken a couple of fight classes, you know. They think they're motherfucking Billy Badass and they get these tattoos and then they fuck around and get caught up on some real shit and then they get thrown in, in jail and now they're caught up in some other shit because now they're compelled to do things they mainly may, maybe didn't want to do. And like I said, it's not only the guys in prison, the inmates, it's the guards. You know, you got the, the police up in there. And if they think you're part of a certain gang, they might just beat your ass on GP. Yeah, police have put a whooping down too. So it's not just the guys in prison, it's the police thinking, hey man, you're part of this clique that's been doing all this fucking violent shit. Um, We're going to deal with your motherfucking ass. And you will get dealt with, so... Think twice before you get all these tattoos, man. And I'm stronger about the period.
8: And That's unfortunate, Richard, uh, that you said that because as the age increases, the peer pressure is on the increase, while parental involvement is on a decrease. I don't know who told parents when your child gets older, they need less of your time rather than more. When I speak to head start parents, 80% of them are there. Elementary school, 30%. High school, almost a joke. We have to work on that. That's another workshop too, on parenting all the way through. Not just in those quote-unquote tender years. But the major reason, it's not on the board yet. Still looking for it. Yes, go in.
11: I think too that young boys, and particularly young black boys, in the primary grades they have many mother figures. And they have few, very few men figures, and particularly black male figures. And I think it makes a big difference come grade four. I
8: agree with you wholeheartedly. I think it's the major reason. And let me now give my first position. I sincerely believe that only men can make boys men. Now, don't misquote me. I didn't say that a single female parent or female teacher cannot rear or educate a child. But she need not do that by herself. What you call upon a father, her brother, an uncle, a male neighbor, a nephew, a coworker, there needs to be some men in our children's lives. I want to explain to me how a boy is gonna grow up to be a man if he's never seen any. In order to be anything, you must see it first. Remember in the earlier workshop, and I'll go through this very quickly, from the University of Michigan, we wanted to find out what was the major influence on children. We said 1950, it was home, school, church, peer group and television, and then we gave you 1980, Home was still number
2: Like, in my head, it was just like, literally like, it was just a moment, but the beat was on. So I I came up with that part first. I was like, if niggas try to book me for my watch, everybody getting shot. I put it, I I repeated that. Niggas try to book me for my watch, everybody getting shot, but it was empty. So now I'm thinking of scenarios. I'm like, all right, me as a robber, I know. If you run down, if I run down on you, Vlad, like, yo, give me the money, and you be like, nigga, you, (laughs) the first thing you can say, you gangster, the first thing a motherfucker do is freeze up or run. And usually, depending on what type of nigga you is, you be like, where you going? Nah. You, you tried it. You try to rob me? This Vlad nigga, you don't know who I am? You try to rob me? Here, take that. So, that's why I, 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 I said, fuck boy, don't run. Where you going? Fuck boy, don't run. Then I'm thinking about me bragging. Like, my watch still on me. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, then I was like, hold on, I still need something before that. Then I said, Oh, Miami in the drop, because when I be in Miami, that's the, again, you always watching somebody coming up to you or whatever, trying to grab something, so then I said, niggas trying to catch me in the drop, niggas trying to book me for my wife.
27: So, where did they call you? Oh, Big Phantom. Do you or did you belong to any type of gangs, groups, or organizations? The Bulldogs. W- where are you incarcerated for and how long is your sentence? I'm incarcerated for, uh, for a first-degree murder. I'm on death row. San Clint. This is a, you know, a message also for, you know, them kids out there that don't know how prison is, you know, or how easy it is for them to get caught up and not know that they're doing anything wrong or not. Right? So I got to the hole in Pleasant Valley. The 270 design, meaning there's no there's no supporting wall between B and C section, which would be a 180 design. He and the youngster dog came into the hole together. Our cell was on the second tier of B section. First thing we did is clean the cell up and down. And we all had all see, we all we had was our bedrooms and a fish kit until the next day. Some of the homeboys looked out care packages, soup, coffee, hygiene, and reading material.
20: There was no t- rock out. We are going to get to 1K and then we're just going to continue to go up from there. Um, as you saw my video uh, the other night, <clears throat> um, Officer Gene Lee did pass away. He was a detention officer here in Maricopa County. Um, detention center um at the lower buckeye jail. So again, much respect to him. Um, prayers again and condolences to his family, and friends, and uh fellow law enforcement brothers and sisters. Um they did him they did do it right. They brought him um from a hospital with a full escort, so that was awesome. Super awesome. That, that's all how it always should be. Whether you're in corrections, whether you're a detention officer, whether you're a police officer, we're all a law enforcement family. So when something like this happens, especially on the job, um, it's tragic. Now you tend to see more oftentimes than not, if a correctional officer or detention officer, um, is killed and it isn't in the line of duty death and it's on their own time. Um, the media really doesn't cover it. However, if you're a police officer, um, they cover it heavily. So, so I hope, uh, in the future that will change. No disrespect to law enforcement as far as police officers, but please give corrections and detention officers the respect that that we deserve. We walk that fucking fine line,
25: and- Oh man. But you know, that's the problem that some of us pimps like myself have. We see this type of shit and we overlook it because we cool with a motherfucker. Like I'm cool with Clyde at the time, but I should've known that when this nigga got out of jail, the pimp had bailed him out, the same bitch that left him stuck in there, He couldn't wait to go put his face back in her pussy. That's when I should have known, like, freeze, you have no business fucking with this nigga at all. So in a lot of ways, I'm more disappointed in myself than I am him. He showed me who he was already a long time ago, but I overlooked it. Why? Because we cool. We pee partners. You know what I mean? But that's how he showed his appreciation to Sinful. So Sinful should have known at that time that he ain't cool. You know what I mean? But Sinful keep looking out for him. Why? Because they cool. We both keep looking out for the nigga. Keep fucking with him. Keep validating him. You know what I mean? But the nigga showed us who he was a long time ago. And it's even shit even before that. that. You know, not big, not signs as big as that, but there's other signs that took place before that that really showed me that,
28: one, this nigga ain't no man. I've only got another 10 years. Can you imagine 10 years of constant stress? Was it the stress that caused you to finish? I'll tell you what finished me. It's it's very easy to look back. I worked on healthcare for seven years. Um, A lot going on, small amount of officers. We had no prison managers, no senior officer. We were nurse manager-led, so... I work with a lovely team of nurses and officers. So we got us own work ethics. We get on with stuff. You do that. I'll do that. You do that. That changed in 2015. We got prison managers. We got a new set of officers on who, to be honest, I had to be interviewed for my job um, to go and work on healthcare. Whilst working on there, I was re-interviewed when they re-employed. But in 2015, people were just told, so there was a lot of staff you know I'm going to be honest I I didn't they were lazy you know they got no sort of work ethics and that but it changed and also the relationship I had with the nurses broke down it became us and them the nurses had their own working group so I asked to move off yeah so I went to work on A wing which then the reception wing and I was bored Sean for three weeks I was only three weeks till I got injured I was bored you know it 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 dragged and I was just in conflict constantly because the prison population from March 2015 became unruly.
23: So you're already getting laid by her and if she's around you, she better be involved in your business in some kind of positive way. So if she's already taking care of you sexually and she's contributing to your financial growth, then tell me, why in the hell are you gonna jump across the room and go ahead and marry her anyway? don't buy the cow when you're already getting the milk for free, homie. It doesn't make sense. If you all the cow got to offer you is milk and beef, I'm not a beef eater. So if all I can get from the cow is milk, and I'm already getting the milk, why am I going to buy the cow? It's an unneeded expenditure, man. So all I am saying is, if you are already getting The two things that a woman can provide to have value. Why would you further enhance her ability to control the situation by doing some dumb shit like saying I do? It doesn't make sense, man. So get that. Never do it. Again, number nine is if she's not paying you or laying you. She is playing you. As a matter of fact, you are playing yourself. If she's not paying you or lending you, she's playing you, and you're playing yourself by allowing that to go on, man. So,